Good morning, City Church. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, go ahead and grab a Bible or maybe a secondary device where you can follow along with the scriptures today. And as you are doing that, I'm just gonna pray for us as we get started today. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, uh, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your love that you haven't changed as we start out this year, 2022. And we just thank you, Lord, for your grace upon us today as we listen to your word to focus on your principles. We thank you, Lord, that we want to fulfill your plans and purposes for this year in our lives and our families and our church. And we just thank you, Lord, for your grace upon us today as we minister your word and we listen to your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, we are launching a brand new series today that we have called Digging Deep. And this, is, this message today is kind of a precursor to the series that will start in earnest uh, next Sunday. Now, one of the things that we have prepared for this series is this guide guide, journal, I'm not sure exactly what you want to call it. Um, But if you are going to be in the building next Sunday, if you're going to register to be either at the nine or the 11 o'clock service, we will actually provide one of these for you. Um, If you are not going to register to be in the building next Sunday, you can come by the building anytime this week during office hours between 8.30 to 4.30, Monday to Thursday, and we will be happy to give you one of these guides. It's going to be a blessing to you. Uh, Our team has worked really hard in the last little while to prepare it for you. We've got some uh, prayers. We're going to be focusing on prayer, scripture reading, worship, and then in the final section of the guide, we're going to be talking about Jesus, who is the builder of the church. So we would love to get this into your hand. Like I said, if you're going to be in the building next Sunday, uh, January 16th, you will get one. If you are not going to be in the building, just come by the office anytime uh, this week, and we will be happy to give one of one of these to you. We're going to be starting next Monday going through the guide. All right. We mentioned last week how God is a planner, and what we want to do is we want to align ourselves to step into God's plan for 2022. And so, what we want to do with this idea is not just thinking about uh, big decisions that I might make, but sort of align my disciplines to the ways of God so that I can focus on God in 2022. And so one of the ways that we recommend uh, for you to align yourself, and I mention this kind of every year in January. Now, it's not just a January thing. It can be a February thing or a March thing or in any month of the year thing. But again, it's easy for us in January to sort of think about new beginnings, making some changes that we want to do. Maybe we're adding exercise to our lives right now, doing a bunch of other disciplines, which are all really good to do. And one of the recommendations I have for you as we start out January is doing some sort of fasting. Now, and when we think about fasting, it's not just about eating less calories, which is a good idea, but fasting is more about our focus, that we're focusing on God as we're eating uh, less food, less meals, different things like that. Let me just talk about some practical things that you can do as it relates to fasting. You could fast a day or two days or three days or a few days, uh, whatever uh, might be the best thing for you. And like I I always say, when we're talking about fasting, if somehow you have uh, advice from your doctor that you shouldn't fast, don't fast. But for the vast majority of us, fasting is a really good thing. A quick Google search will tell you the good benefits of fasting. So you can fast like that, or you can do a partial fast, or it might be called intermittent fasting. 
where you would skip a meal or two. And it's not just about skipping a meal. It's, it's missing that meal, but then also increasing our focus or our attention on God. We could fast some of the things that maybe we've indulged in in this last season. Christmas season is always a time where we're having some extra desserts, some extra sugars. So might we want to cut back on sugar or eliminate sugar at all for a season or for the month of January, whatever the case might be for you. We can maybe eliminate coffee or drink less coffee um, and take all of these things out of our diet. We've heard talked about the Daniel fast, focusing maybe just eating on eating vegetables um, for the month of January. And there's other details about that online. I know there's books written about that. Other things that we can maybe take out of our normal habits. Now, scriptural fasting is all about removing food and focusing on God, but there's some other things that we could maybe take out of our lives. We could do a little less social media. If you are on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, these, these can be real time wasters in our lives. And so maybe we want to eliminate some of those things so that we can have a greater focus on God. Screen time in general, Maybe we can reduce our screen time. Some of the TV shows that we're watching. And again, not just taking that out, but then increasing our time with God, our prayer time, our scripture time, our worship time, all things that we're gonna be talking about and going through with the Digging Deep Guide. And then anything that's grabbing our heart. And one thing that we can do that I always mention again in January is that we could do some sort of Bible reading program. Now I started a Bible reading program um, in on January 1st, going through the whole New Testament in 40 days. Now, if you have a secondary device and you have the version Bible app, if you open it up, you can see um, and you select plans at the bottom of your screen. There's a lot of different ways you could read through the whole Bible, part of the Bible, sections of the Bible, or you can go through topics. Just some of the topics that I see here on my home screen, love, anxiety, healing, anger, hope, depression, fear, peace, stress. And so someone has gone through and curated scriptures for you, maybe that apply to your life in those areas. So in the idea of uh, starting a positive habit, Bible reading is always a positive habit. You can start that on your Bible app and it'll help you keep track of the scriptures that you need to read or uh, upcoming scriptures that will help you go through a section of the scripture. All right, why would we fast? Just a simple question about that. It's not about just the dieting or the removal of the calories. It's about who has my focus and then who's first in my life and then who is my source. When we remove some of these things, we look to God as our source. Our body might be a little bit hungry, but then we're realizing, oh, I'm gonna look to God in this moment. And that's something else important to realize about fasting. Fasting doesn't change God. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Fasting actually changes me. It increases my spiritual receptivity or um, awareness as I'm removing some of these things from my diet and then focusing on my time in God. So what we want to do as we start out this year is we want to create some good, healthy habits that will take us all the way through the year. And this journal that we're going to get into your hand it doesn't have to be just for January. Uh, you can use it throughout the year at different times if you wanna focus on prayer or Bible reading um, and it'll, it'll help you to do that. And when we think about where the world is now and where we are as individuals and as families, as a church, this is such an important time for us uh, to increase or dig deep into our relationship with God. And there was a very interesting time um, in the rule of King David that there was, 
they were doing kind of a census or, or keeping track of all of the people and maybe what they were good at and what they were skilled at. And there were some mighty men and there were some warriors. But there was this one group of people that we read about here in First Chronicles 12, verse 32. And it says this, from Issachar, this one section uh, where David was ruling, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. So what did this one group, this, you know, these one group, they were going to be warriors and they were going to, you know, be really skilled in different things. But there was this one group that understood the times. And it's very important, I would say, for believers right now, for the church, for Christians in general, to know what times we're living in. And when we know what times we're living in, when we know what's happening out in culture, we know what's happening out in the world, this is not a time for us to pull away from the things of God. It's a time for us to press in. It's a time for us, you know what? I need more of God. I need more of God's wisdom. I need more of God's spirit. I need more of God's word. I need to spend more time with God because I understand the times that we are in and the critical nature of the necessity of following Jesus in this time. So we want to lean in. And this is what this series is all about, digging deep in our faith. So when we think about spending more time with God, obviously prayer should be one of those things that comes to the forefront of our, of our mind. When we think about prayer, words come to mind kind of like that we see in the scripture, waiting on God. And this, this idea of waiting on God, it doesn't mean just sort of wait, looking at your watch, waiting for God to do something. It means to be intertwined with him. It means to uh, be taking ourselves into God himself so that whatever he is and whatever he's thinking becomes a part of our lives, connecting with him, reconnecting with him, filling ourselves up, allowing the Holy Spirit to fill us up um, afresh and anew so that we can be fortified in our faith and sort of reconnecting to those things that we already know, the relationship with God that we already have, not just searching for something new, but what has God already shown me? What has he already placed on the inside of me so that we can dig deep into those things? Now, as we talk about prayer, um, sometimes prayer can be a really difficult thought for some people, but really it's just a conversation with God. It's spending time talking to God. You don't have to go off into King James English to be able to pray or, or to sound a very highbrow or something like that. You can just talk to God. God wants to hear what you have to say. It's really important for us to ask questions to God because we don't understand everything. And if we ask questions to God that he can answer us by his spirit. Another important aspect of prayer is just, I'm spending time with God. I'm fellowshipping with God. I'm setting time aside. And that's one of the things that we wanna focus on with digging deep is I'm, I'm setting time aside. I'm being intentional with my time as it relates to praying, talking to God. Now, sometimes we can get overcome with um, you know, times that we pray. Some people, you see somebody, oh, I just prayed for two hours this morning. And you think I can barely pray for five minutes. And so we, we kind of make ourselves feel guilty that we can't pray these big blocks of time. And I heard one person say one time, I never pray more than 15 minutes, but then I also never go, go 15 minutes without praying. And what we want to do is we want to maintain this attitude, this place of prayer that I can always be speaking to God with the one, and we say this in the journal, with the one who loves us the most, we actually want to spend time talking to him. So just being available to pray out the will of God for our lives, for our family, for our friends. 
and not just make it some regimented thing, some heavy thing upon us. Even though we want to be intentional, we don't want to make it this hard thing. We, we love to talk to the ones that we love and the ones that love us. And that's who God is. And that's what prayer is. So we're gonna look at five aspects of prayer here real quick. And then we're actually gonna do a little praying at the end of this message, just to see and understand a little bit about prayer as we do this precursor uh, to the series, Digging Deep. All right, so the first one is just this heart of prayer. And we read about this in Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. And it says this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. I love this notion, this, this first thing, this, this conversation that we're gonna humble ourselves. And really this idea of prayer is me saying to God, I can't do this life on my own. I actually need you. And so when we go and we ask God and we want his will and we desire his ways, we are humbling ourselves and submitting ourselves to God. And then it says, and pray and seek my face that we're seeking after who God is, not just the stuff that he can give us, that prayer is seeking after who God is. Turn from their wicked ways. And this is all about repentance, not a bad word, turning around. Maybe, you know, as we're setting some good habits, maybe there's some habits that we created in 2021 that weren't healthy, that weren't good. We need to turn from the ways, especially if those habits are sinful. We wanna turn from those things. We wanna turn and seek after the face of God. So this is the heart of prayer, just seeking after who God is, aligning ourselves to him desiring God himself. And then it says, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, heal their land. And we know we need this in Canada. We want God's healing power in every sense of that word to be moving over our nation. So it's time for the believers, the followers of Jesus to be praying for our nation, to be praying for what's going on in our nation and what is our place in the midst of the current cultural system. What is our place? I wanna be seeking after the face of God. God, what do you want me to do? How can I contribute to bringing your kingdom ways into Canada in 2022? Us as a church family, what can we do to be a blessing, to bring God's kingdom ways? This is what we're seeking God's face because we want him to heal our land. We don't want Canada to be sliding further into sin, into these uh, negative polarizing situations. We actually want God's activity in Canada. So what should we do? Seek after the face of God, pray and ask his will. And then it says, now my eyes will be opened and my ears will be attentive to their prayer that is made. Man, God wants you to talk to him. His ears are attentive. His ears are open to the righteous, the scripture says. So there's not some uh, ceiling. There's not some barrier between you and God. Because of what Jesus has done, we can actually spend time in prayer. He hears us when we pray. He wants us to, to seek after him, to humble ourselves and come to him. Next thing uh, after that, that's the heart of prayer. Next thing is who should we be praying for? First Timothy chapter two, verse one says this. I urge you then to first of all that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all 
people. So who should we be praying for? We should be praying for all people. Now we don't know everybody's name, so we can't pray for all people in one sense. But the, the idea is that we, instead of maybe critiquing somebody or offering somebody my opinion, that everybody that we know, we can actually pray for them. That that's the most important thing that we could do for somebody other than offering our opinion or our attitudes, maybe a bad attitude, maybe ungratefulness. What, what, we, what could we do for them that's better than all of that? Man, I could just pray for somebody. And we, we see this in the life of Jesus that we would pray for somebody that hurt us, maybe that did something wrong to us. This would be a good attitude to take on in 2022 instead of you know, offering my opinions and my anger to someone who's done something. You know what? I'm actually gonna pray for that person. I'm not gonna hold on to that thing anymore, but I'm actually gonna pray. It says, first of all, and there's four different types of prayer here mentioned. Petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving. So four different types of prayers that we would see here in the scripture. Petitions, taking the promises of God to him and say, God, you promised us in your word. So I'm I'm petitioning you with your word for this request. Second thing, we just see prayers. What does prayer mean? It just means asking. That I'm asking God for his will to be done my family, with my friends, with my life. I want the will of God. We are desiring the kingdom of God. We see this in the Lord's prayer, that we want the ways of God. I'm asking God for your kingdom to come, for your will be done, not mine. God knows better. So we want his will, not just our own. Petitions, prayers, intercession. What does it mean to intercede for somebody? Intercede just means to be a go-between that if somebody is messing up their life, that we're going to God on behalf of that person. We're interceding for them. We can see, man, they need God's mercy. They need God's grace. Instead of being angry for them, the, at them for the mistakes they're making, that I'm going to God and I'm interceding on their behalf. And then the fourth thing, thanksgiving. This is a big part of prayer, just thanking God. Instead of being angry at them, hateful towards them, that we're thanking God for the people in our lives. We're thanking God for our spouse. We're thanking God for our children. We're thanking God for our parents, our friends. When we cultivate thanksgiving, it's such an important thing for us, for our lives. And then it says, once again, for all people, we're gonna be praying for all people. The people that we know, our friends and family, we should pray for them. Verse two, for kings and all those in authority. So who would we say are the kings? And now we don't, thank God we don't live in a country with a king, but we have a prime minister, we have a premier, we have mayors in the city that we live in and the province that we live in and the nation that we live in. So these people that have authority over us, and this is a big discussion right now, and it's so easy to offer our opinions and to yell at the television when we don't like something that they did or said, but so much more valuable than us yelling at the television is to pray to pray for kings and all those in authority that we might live a peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. To pray, to go to God, to, to petition God, to pray to God, to intercede for our leaders, to be thankful for our leaders. These might be hard if we align with them or don't align with them politically. But again, the, what is the difference between the value of us offering an opinion or offering a prayer to God on behalf of someone else? Those in authority, those who are leaders. This is good 
and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and mankind, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. So it's God's will for all to be saved, for all to have a relationship with him. And that's one of the things that we should be praying for as a church, that are people that are far from God, that would either come into our building and watch online and then to walk into a relationship with Jesus. This is our desire. God, we pray that you would use us in this area as the city church to help somebody who doesn't know you, who doesn't have a relationship with you to experience your salvation, friends, loved ones, coworkers. We should be praying for them. Scripture talks about the fields are white unto harvest that we would be praying the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest field. That is our responsibility as the church, that we would be praying for people who are far from God come to come into saving knowledge of God. Here's some guidelines about where to pray and to, for, to where to fast. Matthew chapter six, verse five. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees you, sees what is done in secret will reward you. So just the spirit of prayer, where, how to pray. Prayer is not about putting on a show for other people and trying to sort of, um, exude some sort of pretend spirituality so people really think you know how to pray. It's like, you know what? Just go close the door in your closet and you just go in there and pray and do it within. Now, it doesn't mean you can't pray in public and you can't pray where people would be seen, but the heart of prayer is about me connecting to God, not putting a show on for people. Because if I pray to put a show on for people, the scripture says, that's your reward. They saw you pray, but you weren't actually interacting with God. So this privacy, the vast majority of our praying, no one should see. Why? Because it's between me and God. And then about fasting, Matthew chapter six, verse 16 says, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do for they disfigure their faces to show that they are fasting. Now I gave you some recommendations about fasting, but we're not supposed to be really sad and put a sad picture of our face, a, a sad selfie on Instagram. Oh, I'm fasting and I'm barely making it. You know, that's not, that's not what we should do with fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Verse 17, but when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face so that it, it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So our fasting and praying is not a show for other people. It's, a, it's our relationship with God. What should we pray about? Next thing, Philippians chapter four, verse six says this, do not be anxious about anything. And we have been talking about this over and over again for the last couple of years. And it still remains true. We shouldn't be living in a state of fear. We should be wise, but we should not be living anxiously. Why? Because we have a relationship with God. Again, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation. So what should we pray about? Every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, see these different types of prayer again. 
Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. So fear can overtake us. Fear can paralyze us. But instead of that, what should we do? Instead of being afraid of every situation and every headline and everything, what are we going to do? In every situation, I'm going to pray. I'm going to bring a petition with thanksgiving and I'm going to present my request to God. Going to God in prayer. And then after that, our hearts and our minds are going to experience the peace of Jesus. So we pray about every situation, asking God, talking to God, praying for others. If I'm experiencing anxiousness about this or some outcome, what should I do? I should pray and I should talk to God. And then we're going to experience the peace of God. Last thing, number five, is what is our attitude in prayer? Luke chapter 11, verse one says this. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Then he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day daily bread. Verse four, forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. So there's some practicality about what to pray that that is emphasized in our guide when we talk about prayer. But then listen to this attitude that Jesus teaches about, teaches us about to carry in to prayer. Verse five. Then Jesus said to them, suppose you have a friend. So now he's gonna illustrate an attitude that we should bring into prayer. They say, Jesus teaches how to pray. So he gave them some practicality, some things to pray for. And now he's gonna tell them a story for the attitude that we would bring into prayer. Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine has come on a journey and has come to me and I have no food to offer him. So there's three people in the story. So there's you, supposedly, and you have a friend who shows up at your house and you know, you weren't able to go grocery shopping and you don't have any food to feed them. So you think, you know what? I'm gonna go to my buddy's house. I'm gonna get some food. They're gonna give me some food so I can feed my friend who showed up. So he's gonna go and he's gonna talk to this other friend. Verse seven. Oh, sorry, verse six. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food to offer him. So he goes at midnight, the worst time of the day. Everybody's asleep. He's gonna go to his friend and I need to borrow some food from you. I have a friend who's showed up. What's Jesus doing here? Is he teaching us about an attitude that we should have in prayer? And suppose the one inside answers, don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't give up and give you anything. Verse eight, I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. The fact that you just went and asked, shameless audacity, without shame. And this is how we should come to God in prayer because of what Jesus has done for us. Because of the finished work on the cross, we can come to God without shame. We don't have to come and cower down to him. He has made us righteous because of the shed blood of Jesus. His ears 
are open to our prayers, we can go and talk to him like we could talk to our father. We would just come without shame. And this is how God wants us to come to him in prayer. Without any guilt, without any shame, knowing what God has provided for us, his own righteousness. So I don't have to come to God with shame. And then he says this. So I ask you, ask, sorry, verse nine. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. Verse 10, for everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened. Knock, ask, seek. See, all of these things move us forward in life knocking on the doors that God has for us. God, what is it that you're providing for me in this future? What are you leading me to do? Asking, God, I need answers to these questions. I'm confused about this. And then again, seeking after God. All of these things are given an answer in the positive to us. And this is what we need to do this year. We need to knock and ask and seek. And how are we gonna do it? We're gonna do it without shame. That God invites us to pray. God invites us to spend time with him. Last thing as we finish here, Psalm 84, verse one, and and the Psalms, you'll, you'll see some of the Psalms really are just prayers. Psalm 84, verse one, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and a swallow finds a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars. O Lord of hosts, my King, my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise, Salah. And that word just means think about that. Blessed are those who strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways of Zion, the mountain of God. As they go through the valley of Baca, they will make a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob, Salah. Behold our shield, our God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the one who trusts in you. And really that's the heart of all prayer, that we're putting our trust in God. We're knocking we're asking, we're seeking all of who God is, all of understanding his ways, all of understanding the wisdom that he wants us to walk in, in 2022. And finally, Philippians chapter one, verse three. And this is my prayer for all of us, the city church. I thank my God and all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy, 
because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. See, God has predestined all of us, the, the, the scripture tells us in Romans chapter eight, to be conformed to the image of Christ. And that is my prayer for all of us. That is my prayer for you in 2022, that we would be transformed into the image of Christ. That's why we are digging deep in January. That's why we are pressing in instead of pulling back. That we know that following after Jesus is the best thing that we could do. Having God's strength in our lives is the best thing that we can do. Having God's wisdom for my every day is the best thing I can do. Let's just pray today. Father, we love you so much and we thank you for your goodness. God, we did pray today and we seek after you. God, we want to know your ways and your thoughts. God, we want to live those out in our lives, in our families, on the job, at school. God, we purpose to lean in this year, not pull back, to press into who you are, to understand you more, to understand about the life that you have given to us. God, we just thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you're watching today and you have never said yes to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I'm gonna pray a prayer here in a second. The gospel, the good news is all about Jesus. That he came, he lived a sinless life, he died on the cross, God raised him from the dead. And because all of that was accomplished, God gives us the gift of a relationship with himself is called righteousness, right standing with God. And all we have to do is say yes. So the prayer I'm gonna lead you in today, and you could just follow after me, is just that first prayer to say yes to making Jesus the Lord of your life. Just a starting place for our relationship with God. So wherever you are today, just bow your head and close your eyes and follow along with me as we pray this. God, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life He died on a cross and you raised him from the dead so I could know you. So today I say yes to that relationship. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways and turn from my own. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if that is you today, um, would you email us at info at thecitychurch.ca? We actually have some materials that will help you on your journey of faith. This is really what it is. It's a journey. This is just a one moment where you are saying yes to Jesus, become a follower of him. But we have some materials that we would love to put into your hand that will help you on your journey of faith. Church family, remember, if you are not gonna be in the building uh, next Sunday, um, the 16th of January, please come by the building and pick up your dig, digging deep guide that will you will be able to follow along with us this whole series. And then if you're gonna be in the building next week, don't worry, you're gonna be able to get one as you come into the building. Thank you for being with us today. I love you so much. Looking forward to a great 2022. Have a great day.